You're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape. This is podcast episode number 185, Reverse Lunges, Self-Esteem, and Nutrition Myths. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape-up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, the reverse lunge, avoid mistakes and maximize your time the best ways to build self-esteem, and nutrition myths you need to stop believing. As you may have noticed, I'm making some changes to the podcast. Don't worry, the content will stay the same. We're still going to cover nutrition, training, and motivation. I just wanted to switch up some of the music and get a new podcast cover out there, so be on the lookout for that. Also, The website coachkira.com is now up and running and that particular site is set for coaching. So if you need private coaching or you want to do group coaching, there's a couple of different options that you have there. So go to coachkira.com and check it out and see what might fit for you. Um, basically, if you want to get into personal training or private training one-on-one with me, we can do that. You need to fill out an application first so I can make sure that we're a good fit and that I will actually be able to address your issues or your needs, and then we'll go from there. So again, just go to the site, check it out, see uh, what's new, and let me know what you think. Now, I'm also in the process of revising Club Fit and starting a video website where you can go and basically just get your workout done right there online. And that way you don't have any excuses. If you only have five minutes, you can pick a five minute workout. If you have an hour, you could pick an hour workout and you'll be following along with me on the video. And I might let a little more of my in-class personality come out um, on those video workouts, which um, not so, I don't wanna say not nice, but I'm not gonna give you any slack. How's that sound? So that's coming up and I will keep you posted on how that's going and when it's fully available for you to play around with. And one last item, speaking of Club Fit, if you have taken one of the surveys either at Club Fit or in some of the different uh, scenarios that we've had, you might be getting an email from me. So be sure to check your spam folders or your junk folder or whatever it is to see if it might have got stuck in there because I am going to be sending out program reviews from the surveys that, surveys that everyone has taken. So if you want to get into that, um, you can actually go to the homepage of Club Fit and there is a survey there you can click on and take it and then I'll be in touch with you. So I'm only going to do this for a limited amount of time because I I have hundreds and hundreds of these things and I definitely want to get back to each person that has taken the time to do the survey to give a little bit of feedback on uh, the answers that you had given. So if you want to get into that, I'll probably leave it up for the next month. So go ahead and get on over to the fitnessmakeover.com forward slash club fit and look for it right there on the front page. It'll say survey. And if you've already done a previous survey, whether it was this one at Club Fit or a different one, check your email and check your spam folders and see if you have an email from me. 
Okay, so I lied. That wasn't the last thing. But this is the last thing before we get into the episode. I'm back on the regular schedule. So these will come out weekly on Wednesdays. So sometime on the Wednesday, go ahead and refresh your iTunes podcast and you'll have a new episode. So let's begin with training. I'm putting up a video of how to do a proper reverse lunge. And the, one of the biggest mistakes I see when people are doing this is they lean too far forward. You really should be straight up and down when you begin. And then when you lift up the leg that goes behind you, your body still stays pretty upright. Because when you're doing a lunge, you really want to be going straight down and up. You really don't want to be leaning forward. And I have seen some videos where people do demonstrate it that way. But really, if you don't know what you're doing, you risk lifting the heel and compromising your knee. Now, with any lunge or any squat, you want to make sure the heel stays on the ground at all times because you have to push through the heel to activate the hamstring and the glutes, the back of your leg. But also because keeping that heel down means that your knee is going to stay behind the line of your toe and that is going to keep your knee joint in a good safe place. When you go forward and lift the heel, all the pressure goes onto the knee. And you don't want that because that's where you can suffer an injury. And that's also why a lot of times we get injured outside of the gym because you do movements like that. If you're a golfer, you probably do that every time you go to pick up your ball. I see it all the time. People lean over, but they don't bend the right way. And they end up getting some pressure on the knee and their knee hurts and they blame it on the game. Well, most of my clients know now that you don't do that. You either get over it and squat down and pick it up, or you keep that heel down and you do a lunge type movement. So with the reverse lunge, think of a regular lunge, but in reverse, which seems pretty obvious, but it's not really when you are actually doing it. So your back leg is going to be going back. And now that leg is not working. Your working leg is the one that you're actually standing on, the one that has the heel glued into the ground. That is your working leg. Your other leg isn't doing anything. Sure, you're gonna lift it up and you're gonna take it behind you, but then you're gonna just drag it in as you come forward to bring it back to position. Now, if you're using a step or a bench, that's another big mistake I see people make. And it's not because the bench or anything is wrong because those are actually great things to do for your reverse lunges, but what I see them do is put all the pressure on the front leg, I mean, I'm sorry, on the back leg and not enough on the front leg. So if you're using a step, and you step back down, your back leg, think of it as just dragging along the ground so that all of your weight is on your front leg, pushing through the heel. And if you're on a step, then when you come in and that leg behind you is dragging, think of yourself going straight up as if somebody was pulling your head straight up. Because I see a lot of people lean into it first and then kind of straighten up and that puts some stress not only on the knee, but on the lower back too. And you're doing the exercise to train the legs, at least I'm assuming you are, to train the hamstrings and the glutes and a little bit of the quadriceps. So you don't want to be putting strain on the lower back. Now, I'm going to apologize because a couple of minutes ago, I think my dog walked through the room. So uh, you might have heard clickety-clack and you might have heard a jingle-jingle. And it's not Santa Claus living here. It is uh, my dog that likes to walk around. So it's hard to get a quiet place around here anymore, but 
I'll do what I can. Anyways, back to the lunges. Just like with any other exercise, you have to have your proper posture. So when you begin, especially if you're holding dumbbells, pull your shoulders back and down, tighten your abdominals, push that belly button right into the spine, and then begin. That way, if you start out with the right posture, you're more likely to have the right posture through the whole movement. Now, you'll know that you're not getting the most out of the exercise if you can do it quickly. And I do see that a lot where people's back leg is the one that's actually springing them upward. And you don't want to be using the back leg. Just think of it as dragging. Think of it as dead. Just really get all that pressure on the front weight, on the front leg. And what I would do is I would start with a warm-up set. And the warm-up set would be basically reassessing your form. Make sure you're doing it correctly. And it's a trial run. It's a practice run. That's why it's called a warm-up. And do a couple of the repetitions with no weight. That way you can really get the feel for how it should be done. Because sometimes we jump too far into the weights and then the form goes down the hill just because of the fact that the weights are too heavy. And, you know, while I've always done this weight, so I don't want to go lower. Well, don't get in that mindset. Do a warm-up. Even if you do a second warm-up with a light weight, that's fine too. It's better that you perfect the form to get the most out of the exercise than compromise your form and potentially injure yourself. So go ahead and take a look at the video. It's on the fitgirlguide.blogspot.com website as well as the YouTube channel Get Fit TV. And you can see how you're supposed to do a proper reverse lunge. And then hopefully you can repeat that the next time you're in the gym. So the key points to remember would be that you keep your heel pressed into the floor. Think of standing straight up as you bring your rear leg back to position. And as you bring that back leg into position, think of it as just dragging along the floor, not pushing off on anything behind you. And if you have any other questions about the reverse lunge or any other exercise, go ahead to the Facebook page, which is Fit Girl USA. So that's facebook.com forward slash Fit Girl USA. And either send me a message or post it there and I'll get right back to you. Now I've taken the majority of the first fitness makeover workshop and put it also in book form. And that is called the Mindset Makeover. And you can get that at thebookpatch.com. And this particular seminar, I think, is the most important of the three. The three being motivation, training, and nutrition. Because we can find a lot of good information about training and nutrition, but we don't always know how to stay motivated. And that comes from your mindset. And another word for that could be your attitude. And too often we don't have the best attitude towards either exercise or getting in shape or even just the amount of time that we have to give to it. Maybe we want to give more time, but we just don't have it. So all of that is part of your motivation and all that comes from your mindset. Now in the book, I have several coaching sections and these are bonus coaching sections and they actually take you step by step with some different exercises to help build up your self-esteem and remind yourself of what kind of qualities you have that are important and what other things are important to you, maybe like your exercise or your eating. Now, I don't know how people end up getting low self-esteem or low self-confidence, but you know what? We all seem to have it to some degree. Some people have a little, some people have a lot. And unfortunately, the ones that have a lot have some other issues. So if we can kind of 
get that self-esteem up and that self-confidence up, then everything else becomes a whole lot easier. So that's why in the Mindset Motivation book, there's about 15 sections full of ways to build your self-esteem and to get that self-confidence that you deserve and that you want. Now, one of the first steps is to acknowledge your emotions and also find out why they make you overeat or why they might make you have cravings or maybe the emotions are the cause of the cravings or overeating and how it all ties into your health habits. And that is whether you overexercise, underexercise, only do cardio or eat too much or whatever the case may be, there's definitely an emotion behind that action. So whatever it is that makes you feel those emotions, you need to really think about it deep down and identify it. Give it a name, give it a property, give it a title and write it down. That way you're going to be able to work on that and begin to change it and eliminate it. Now, if you're scratching your head right now saying, I have no idea what emotions trigger any of my behaviors, then think about this. Is there something or someone that makes you feel uncomfortable or inferior or worthless or ashamed? Do you have any insecurities? What causes you anxiety? What does your self-talk say to you? Are you always complimenting yourself or putting yourself down? Now, some of these may apply to you and some of them may not apply at all. But if there is a particular bad habit that you have or a particular behavior that you want to change, this is one of the ways to start getting yourself in the right mindset to make those changes. Now, I think we've heard a lot about bullies and that whole scenario in schools and cyberbullying and all of these kind of things. And a lot of this comes from the kids that don't have the right self-esteem. And they focus on the kids that have very low self-esteem or low self-worth. And it's definitely a painful process for both sides. And unfortunately, there's too many kids out there that take their own lives because of this. And I wish there was a way that I could teach all of these principles about the mindset to these kids so they would realize that they have a lot of value, a lot of worth, and that the bullies and what they say is nothing, that it does not really define who they are. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote the Mindset Motivation book or Mindset Makeover, um, because I wanted to get that down to be able to teach to other people, hey, you know, it's about you, not about what people say about you. And some of these things cause us to do different things, whether it is overeat or whether it's overexercise or become um, obsessive compulsive or whatever the case may be. All of these things that other people say about us and to us does end up affecting us, but it only affects us as long as we let it control us. So there are ways to change that. And I'm going to show you how to do that in this episode. Now, if you're wondering still, what things you might need to figure out as far as your emotions or your self-confidence or um, your self-esteem, I'm going to give you some examples of things that may affect your self-confidence and self-esteem. Now, for a lot of people, it's other people, whether they're schoolmates, teachers, family, um, friends, just little comments that people may have made here or there, which may not have been much to them, but to you, it really caused some emotional scarring. Now, other things 
could be more external, like some people have acne and they get very self-conscious of that. They have a bad body image or a learning disability, or maybe they're athletic or maybe they're not athletic. Um, Maybe you've had some traumatic event in your life or some negative experience. All of these are things that can lower your self-confidence and lower your self-esteem. So the most important thing is to check and see if you have this emotion from the past and if it's still relevant today. Because sometimes these things really hit us hard when we're young and then we get older and we're still hanging on to it and in reality we don't need to be. We can just let it go, but we need the steps to take. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to have an emotion checklist and you're going to write, I feel, however you feel, blank, fill in the blank, um, and say how you feel. And you're going to name whatever the emotion is that's holding you back from success. Then you're going to say, number two, why I feel whatever way you felt. So that way you can identify and define why you feel this way. Every feeling that you have is legitimate and it's it's worthy of attention. Just because somebody else says, oh, that's stupid, forget it, that doesn't mean that's true. If you feel something, you feel it, and that is true for you, and that can be painful. So don't let somebody else blow it off. This is important for you. And number three, you're going to write down, this emotion no longer holds me back from success because I am blank. And that blank is going to be your I am statement, your value statement. And yes, you will be writing all of this down because you do need to write down to reinforce. And you want to repeat this daily to reprogram your mind for success. Now, I'll give you an example. And this is kind of one of my things that I got over in the past. And step one, I would have written, I feel like a failure. So it's written out in a complete sentence. And that is an emotion, failure, how, how I feel. Number two, why I feel. Well, I feel like a failure because I don't make everything perfect. And I may not even made that sentence perfect. But, you know, being a perfectionist, you feel like a failure if something's not perfect. And I changed that by saying this emotion no longer holds me back from success because I am doing the best I can every day in every way. And if it's not perfect, it will surely be good enough. And that's something that I had to repeat for a long time to get it in my head that, you know what, just because something's not perfect doesn't mean that it's a failure. So take your emotions, and you might have more than one that that is the root of some of your um, maybe eating problems or cravings or just anything else, and write them down. You've got to write them down. I can't stress that enough because by writing, you're recognizing and you're changing your thoughts And you must read it every single day too. Remember, it takes about 21 days, maybe even up to 60 days to form a habit. And that needs to be done every single day. So get to work on it. And if you need help kind of figuring out what the emotion is, either contact me on Facebook or maybe some private coaching would be great for you. But either way, get to work on this. And if you feel like you are perfectly fine in this category, then I'm positive there's probably somebody you know that could use this information. So maybe you can pass that along to them or, or teach them the steps that they need to take as well.
Now we're at our nutrition section and there's still more myths that are out there that you need to stop believing. Now this particular one may seem true in the beginning, but then we'll figure it out, okay? Eat carbs in the morning so you can burn them off throughout the day. Well, that is true to some extent, but you also need to have the balance of the protein and some fibrous uh, and some fats because if you have carbohydrates by themselves, you're going to fall asleep because actually the carbohydrates boost your production of neurotransmitter serotonin, which aids in your sleep. Now, you don't want to necessarily have a whole lot of carbs before you go to bed because you want to definitely have some fat in, mixed in with that so that your insulin levels don't spike up and all of that makes you hold body fat. But you don't want to have them all in the morning. You want to spread them out throughout the day so your body can use a little bit at a time. So it's, that one's kind of strange because you, in the one sense, yes, you want to have your carbs early, but you, if you're starting to fall asleep, then you know you're not getting enough protein and fats with that carbohydrate breakfast. So balance it out and things should work out fine. Now, the next one is eating lots of fruit is good for you. Now, yes, fruit is good and it's certainly good tasty to eat as well. And it also boils down to how you're eating it, what you're eating it with, and what time of day you're eating it. Now, you should limit some of them because some fruit is much more sugary than others. So if you're trying to limit your uh, sugar intake or your fructose consumption, then you want to keep it down to about 25 grams a day or less. And fruit is included just because it's a natural sugar doesn't mean that it's not a sugar. And if you happen to be following a low-carb diet, yeah, that means you're going to have to cut out the fruit. But you know what? I wouldn't recommend that because I know that you need nutrients. And I think if you have fruit as part of your balanced meals, you're going to be fine. It's just that some people think that they can have unlimited uh, fruits when they're trying to diet down or whatever, and that's not the case. Now, is fruit a better choice than something that just came out of the vending machine? Of course it is. So use your best judgment on that. Now, another myth is that butter is bad for you. Now, of course, yes, if you're going to eat a whole stick of butter every single day, that's not going to be good for your waistline. But if you have organic butter from pasture-raised cows, it's very healthy. And it has the CLA in it. That's the conjugated linoleic acid, which is a healthy fat. It also has vitamin K2 and has a great one-to-one -one ratio of omega-6 fatty acids to omega-3s, and that's a nice balance that you need as well. So sometimes, again, going back to more natural being something that is butter versus some of the mystery spreads that are out there, like margarine or spray butter, and I don't know, there's a whole lot of interesting things out there. Going natural is a better way to go. Now again, like everything else, you have to have it all in balance. So here's what I want you to do. Share your thoughts on the Facebook page, which is Fit Girl USA, and let me know what kind of things you want to hear on a podcast and what you think about some of the topics that we've covered today. Now, if you want to pick my brain or you want to have me make a program for you and help you get through some of these sticking points, go to coachkira.com and check out your options. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. 
If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.